NFL's top 100 player list is out. Find how many Vikings made the list. Plus, could Alexander Madison be on the move? And the Twins win their fourth straight. We'll tell you how they did it. And it's all coming up next on Superior Sports Talk. Carol Evans sports anchor Reggie Wilson covers the Twin City sports scene nonstop. Luke Inman is ready to put him on the hot seat. That's what you're going to do to me. Instant analysis. Yanked. Out you go. Post-game breakdowns and red hot takes. The Timberwolves need a stitch. Reggie and Luke give you a daily dose of Minnesota sports with superior sports talk. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode of Superior Sports Talk presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV, and on CARE 11. Tuesday, Reg, you already got your workout in for the day? You feeling good? Ready to roll? I know. I'm feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you get that workout in early... You just feel like you're ready to conquer the world. I feel good. I'm just trying not to sweat too much on this podcast. My bad, yeah. <laughs> hey, remember, you got to follow along on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button there and on Twitter. Give us a follow, at LockdownMIN. And remember, we're a podcast, too, free and available, all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we got it. Plethora of choices over there, by the way. Ron Johnson Show, The Football Party, and more. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor, hit the subscribe button, and drop us a five-star review. All right, to football we go. Nine days, nine days. We're in single digits until week wow. one of the NFL season kicks off. That means 12 days until the Vikings hope opener, taking on the border rival Packers. And the wild, wild west starts this afternoon when all 32 teams must be trimmed down to a 53-man roster at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Things are going to be fast and furious all afternoon. It happens every year. But instead of more guessing and trying to assume who's cut and who stays, we'll get caught up on all that tomorrow when things are finalized, which Vikings bubble guys made the cut, which were sent packing along with all the other big names and surprise cuts around the league as well. But yesterday, rumors were swirling as it was leaked. The Vikings aren't necessarily actively shopping Alexander Madison, but they are picking up the phone and it has been ringing. Up to six different teams have called in interest about the backup running back, and it's said to believe the Vikings have set the asking price around a third or a fourth round pick. Now, they used a third on him four years ago when they drafted him. He's been an outstanding backup running back. Every time Cook goes down, he steps in, almost feels like they don't skip a beat, which is saying something coming from Dalvin Cook, setting that bar pretty high. But at the end of the day, he's still just a backup running back. And remember, the Vikes were ranked the third best running back group thanks to their depth. So I want to know realistically what you think teams are calling up and offering Quasi. And for you personally, if it was you in the front office, what would you need to pull the trigger on Madison in terms of compensation to feel good about losing such a solid quality backup? I think if if the asking price is a third or fourth round pick, I think, okay, all right, maybe, you know, you just have to kind of weigh out like whether or not you want to do a deal like that for a guy like Madison, who is a very productive back, but maybe, I don't know, like, you know, you saw with the Rams last year, they kind of went platoon, you know, Akers had mm -hmm. the, the Achilles injury. And so they kind of, you know, went platoon with guys like Daryl Henderson and, and, you know, guys like that, just trying to like mix and match. They didn't really have that one bell cow running back last year. They, they traded for Sony Michelle as well. But what's interesting is, like, 
you know, you, you saw all the different ways that KOC is talking about using Cook. And we know that Cook is not necessarily a guy that you can always count on to play all the games on the schedule. And so having a guy like Madison is a luxury for them that you can plug a guy in. And he's not the same kind of a back as Cook is, but he's a, you know, he's a big back, you know, like he's got some some meat on the on the bones, you know. And so he's able to go in there and, and get in between the tackles and do what he needs to do. I think something that really impressed me moving forward last season was his ability to uh, finish strong after contact. I feel like earlier in the year when he was coming into the game, he would get hit and he would go backwards. And it was just like, dang, man, like, can he can he break, you know, tackles and, and finish forward? And I think he's, like, bulked up and really kind of taking it on himself to, you know, really kind of finish these runs more, really fight for more yardage. And it really showed as he kind of, you know, came in in relief for Cook late last season. So, look, you see some of the backs. Ty Chandler had a great preseason. You know, they they do have high hopes and expectations for Kane. And so maybe, you know, you feel like, hey, you know, Cook is the bell cow, but, like, you know, we can put Chandler in there and be a nice change of pace guy. We could put Kane in there on third downs maybe and and have him, you know, get the ball in open space and make something happen with that world-class speed that he has. But it's just like, okay, if you're just going to get a third or fourth round pick that you can't even use until next year, then what's the point? You know, maybe a team is desperate, but like, are you really giving up a third or fourth round pick for uh, a backup running back? You know, like, you know, they teams didn't even get all that much for a guy like Julio Jones. You know, like the Titans mm -hmm. were able to get Julio Jones on a bargain. And this is, a well, at the time, you're talking about a top-flight number one receiver in the NFL. And so I'm just not really sure. I don't know. If they could get a third or fourth-round pick and, and it's worth that much to them, then it's like, look, more power to you. That's fine. Do your thing. But why not just keep them when you know that Cook has, you know, some durability concerns and, and you have someone who is – very capable uh, in his stead. First and foremost, you talk about falling forward. Vikes fans were so spoiled watching Adrian Peterson for 10 years. That dude oh, was man. the king. No matter what the down distance situation, what type of run inside, outside, you name it. That dude always fell forward for an extra yard or two. Back to Dalvin, though. Dalvin has played five years in the league. He averages 11.3 games per season. So if you know, just going off his track record in history, he's likely to miss a handful of games. Are you going to feel comfortable and confident going into a Sunday game with Kenne and Ty Chandler as your two running backs? I'm not sure. And, you know, as far as Alexander Madison goes, maybe some team does view him as a bell cow. Maybe some team loves mm. the tape, what he's done, and says, dude, that's a guy that I'll give up a third or fourth because that's a guy that we can give the ball to 20 times a game. And the Vikes, just because they've had Dalvin, haven't really been able to use him properly and get their money's worth out of him. But the huge thing in all this to remember is he's going to be a free agent next year. And they've drafted mm -hmm. two running backs in the last two years that they really like. They do. They, Kenny Nwangu and now Ty Chandler. So the writing's on the wall. It's a business at the end of the day. Great chance he's just not coming back. So if you re try to recoup what you can now, I think yes. And 
And back to your point about Julio, remember, you know, if somebody offered a fourth right now for Madison, I wouldn't even flinch. Remember, Nick Mullins, a backup quarterback, just went for a conditional seventh. So the market out here for backups <laughs> is not rich. If someone offered maybe even a fifth rounder, I think that's pretty generous. And remember, too, Kwesi did a lot of wheeling and dealing last year. And by the time the dust settled, he was missing a 2023 fourth round pick after moving up. So to get something close to that compensation and try to get back to even would feel really good going into next year's draft. It'll be interesting too, just because cut days are today doesn't necessarily mean he has to be traded right now. They could wait and hold out a little bit longer, try to drive the price up a little bit. It would make mm -hmm. sense because of all the transactions taking place and teams, you know, they want their rosters to be set by bedtime tonight. But if he doesn't get moved today, doesn't mean the book is necessarily closed on him yet. Moving on, the NFL released their top 100 players in the NFL players 1 through 20 last night. Boy, they really love to milk that thing, by the way. A three-hour event to get through 20 players that we could rip out in the next 18 seconds. Are you kidding me? Thank God for DVR. But today, I want to go <laughs> off ESPN's latest rankings because they copied them and they did the same exercise with all their NFL experts. Mahomes 1, Aaron Donald 2, Aaron Rodgers 3, Cooper Cup 4, Josh Allen 5, TJ Watt, six, and Justin Jefferson, seven. In total, three Vikings made the list with JJ at seven, Dalvin at 81, and Kirk Cousins at 89. Reggie, quick thoughts on the list and the Vikings that made the cut. Wait a minute. The NFL top 100 had Brady number one. What oh, was Brady oh. on, on their list? Oh, Brady, number 20. <laughs> Brady number led the 20. NFL. Just the, his peers. His peers all around yeah. the NFL ranked him as number one in the league. Number one at 45 years old. They ranked him number one. And ESPN is like, yeah, we heard what y'all said and what y'all think. But what we think is the GOAT is he, he, he got to go down to number 20. That, that's that's where he is on our list. Yeah, like, we're gonna have to talk look, to Mike Clay and and uh, yeah, you know, like we, Todd we McShay gotta, we, and Mel Kuyper. We're gonna have to talk to those guys. Yeah, that's I, don't, pretty, I don't know who was who was in that's charge a low of this blow. list, but uh, that 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 just doesn't seem right now. Okay, now what does seem right, and which I kind of had a beef with um, the NFL top one hundred, but it's like, look, these are the NFL players. They're out there on the field with these guys, so they have a different perspective and and feel for him. But where I thought that they got it wrong, I think J.J. was 17 on the mm -hmm. NFL Top 100, and he's number seven here. That feels a little bit more like right to me. Um, they they also had Jamar Chase lower. Um, I know mm. – and th that's the tough thing about Chase, and I hate that we always compare the two because they are two different entities and two different This is receivers. just going to be a thing for the next decade, isn't it? They played together at LSU, and they were two <laughs> dynamic guys. Like, we get it. So, it, you know, they, they always seem to be joined at the hip in comparison's sake. But what's interesting is is they had Chase uh, lower than, than Jefferson on the list. And everything that we've seen so far, everybody's projecting Chase to be higher than Jefferson. But, you know, these guys, these players, these rankings with ESPN seem to give J.J., you know, his respect at number seven, that's really, really nice for him. Um, and, and I do believe that he is deserving of that spot because of the production that he's had over the, the last couple of seasons. Like, you have to give it to him there. Um, Cook being at 81, 
I feel like if maybe he was a little bit more durable, maybe he might land higher mm -hmm. on this list because I believe that Dalvin Cook, and we've talked about this, Dalvin Cook is a top five running back in the league. And when he's healthy, I put him up there against, you know, just about anybody, you know. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think he was, what, 99 uh, within the, the, the NFL yeah, top the 100. List. Yeah, just yeah, squeezed it, in what, there. Which is yeah. funny. <laughs> Which is funny because they they had Mac Jones up in the eighties. I'm like, you're gonna take Mac Jones over Kirk Cousins, a rookie, over Kirk Cousins with the body of work that he has. Like, that just doesn't seem fair. I think this is, I think it's a little bit more fair. Eighty nine is is, I mean, when you're in the top one hundred, considering all the players that they have in the league, I think it's still, you know, very much a compliment. You know, there are some things that are left to be desired, I guess, in Kirk Cousins' game. But this is the year, Luke. This is the year under Kevin O'Connell that Kirk Cousins is going to reach the potential that we all know that he can. And this offense is going to let him let it rip. He's going to make more mistakes than he has in the past because he's going to be given the freedom to do that. This is just me being optimistic because we know where Kirk is. We know what he is. He's not going to make too many mistakes. He's going to limit his risks, you know, take his chances when he can, when he has yeah. to, you know, still still pass for probably like 4,000 yards, 35-plus touchdowns, and, you know, have the Vikings, like, in there when, when it's all said and done, like, down the stretch. They're going to be in it. But, you know, I, I think 89 is pretty fair. Cousins, he's been so enslaved into that Mike Zimmer kind of mindset. You cannot turn the ball over for so long. I just wonder how much this muscle memory sticks with him versus what KOC is going to ask him to do. He's going to ask him to throw some balls in some tight windows, just like he did Matt Stafford last year. And I don't think he's necessarily got the same arm strength as Stafford, but Cousins certainly can do it. And again, in this offense with these weapons, 45 touchdowns, well over 4,000 yards, Play this clip back. I don't care. Vault me. I think it's happening. I'm not scared <laughs> to say it. Uh, as far as JJ, number seven, bro, that's rich, man. That's That tells you something. I think Chase was 14 on this list. Wild to see JJ, though, ahead of names like Jalen Ramsey, Miles Garrett, Ooh. two of the most Ooh. dominant defensive players in the NFL. I mean, I know how yeah. special he is. He's a blue chip, one of a kind. But Jalen Ramsey right. is like the best cornerback we've seen in a decade since Daryl Revis. So it's wild. Tough to argue you any snubs for the Vikings outside of maybe, I don't know, Brian O'Neill or Harrison Smith, but I guess we're just used to seeing them not get that much recognition as they deserve, along with Eric Kendricks, who's always on the cusp Kendrick's of a Pro never type gets of his year. love, man. Dude, never. Good Lord, he, the dude is productive. He's just flirts with those Pro Bowl numbers, but he's only earned one Pro Bowl in his seven seasons. Agree with those snubs or any other snubs? I guess Daniil Hunter needs to get brought up, Zadarius Smith. But again, they're both coming off, you know, season-ending injuries too. So that's fair. Yeah, Smith only played, what, like a game last year? The one game. That was, yeah. That was about yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah, I finally, get it. Hunter, Hunter was, yeah, he was in there. He was in the mix. But I think if Hunter played maybe 15 games mm -hmm. last season. He probably makes this list because he has double-digit sacks. Yeah, finally, the Packers had six players in their top 100. Rodgers at three. 
Jair Alexander in the 30s, David Bakhtiari. So hold up. David Bakhtiari was on the IR all season last year, too, and he was in, like, the top 60 players. But Hunter and Zedarius, another about? guy? I don't get it. Aaron Jones, the running back. Devondre Campbell and Elton Jenkins were both in the 90s, so they barely squeak on the list. But six in total. Quick thoughts on the Packers. Are they that much better than the Vikes? They got six players. Vikes only have three. Because if I'm going off this list, they should be twice as good, especially considering their quarterbacks ranked third and ours is 89th, right? Yeah, I mean, I, we're going to see on week one just how good they mm -hmm. stack up against each other. And I think they they stack up against each other much better than people would like to think, especially being that they did beat them last year at home at U.S. Bank Stadium, they beat the the Packers, you know, and if they would have had Kirk Cousins in that game uh, at Lambeau, I think that game is way more competitive mm -hmm. than it ended up being. So um, I, I think the Vikings and the Packers stack up very nicely. Um, whether or not I say evenly, you know, that's up for interpretation, that's up for debate. But I, I do think that they are, are two teams who compete well against one another, talent-wise, yeah. like pound for pound. Totally, totally agree. Again, this Vikings whole season, this roster, when you look at it on paper, it's all about the potential. Guys just need to stay healthy and put it all together. It's a new system, but the talent is there on paper. They just need to stay healthy and put it all together. Yeah, Packers, though, 13-4, and four, four seasons in a row. We're all waiting for right. that regression season, but... I got to be honest, it's just, it's hard for me to bet against them and Aaron Rodgers coming off back-to-back -back MVP seasons. Like, am I supposed to just believe he's suddenly going to drop off a cliff and forget how to throw a football and read defenses? <laughs> I'm not buying it. Just 12 days away, though, as you mentioned, Reggie, Vikings hosting the Packers in the backyard at the bank. So we'll find out real quick just where these two teams are and who feels primed to capture the NFC North this season. Remember, Lockdown Sports Minnesota gives you endless Vikings talk with local experts and now offers you a new podcast all about the Vikes. The Minnesota Football Party brings together a panel of podcasters and writers with big opinions on the purple. You got myself, Arif Hassan of The Athletic, Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings, and of course, Sam Ekstrom of The Ron Johnson Show. We give you an hour of Vikings talk every Monday and Thursday. Find the show wherever you get your podcasts by subscribing to Locked on Sports Minnesota or Watch the show anytime, any day for free on YouTube. Coming up, we're talking about the Twins' latest search back to the thick of the AL Central Division race. But first, tight on cash. Dave is a banking app that can help you get $500 instantly. Maybe you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, but it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Download the Dave app. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get $500 hundred dollars instantly terms and conditions go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees apply member fdic all right to baseball we go i just can't believe these guys man really forcing us into this love hate relationship here twins win 4-2 last night versus the red Sox, thanks to geo urshela's three-run bases clearing double dylan bundy he gave up nine hits only allowed two runs, though. Got out of a few jams. And yet again, the relievers do the dirty work. Ring them up, sit them down. So last 14 games now, just take a step back. They win four in a row. Then they lose six. And now they've won four in a row again. So as bad as that dry spell was, as bad as things felt, They've now actually gone eight and six in their last 14. So just one and a half games back from Cleveland in the division who had the night off. Quick thoughts on last night's game and the overall vibe and the feel of rallying back 
and winning this division? You know, the, so last night I made the comment in the sports office. I said, maybe, just maybe, the Twins are turning it on at the right time. Carlos Correa is heating up. He's, you know, looking justified for that moolah that they spent for him. They are winning games four in a row. They're winning games in come-from-behind fashion. You know, that that big fifth inning yesterday, Gio Urshela clears the bases, and, and the bullpen held. You know, there were times a couple months ago where a 4-2 lead was just like, oh, my God, that's not enough. That is not enough. And then last night, they go out there and shut them down inning after inning. You know, Duran Jax comes in. You know, like, that was impressive what they did last night. And I hope that for their sake that they're gaining some confidence off of these things because mm-hmm. these are the ways that you want to win. And these are these are the times that you need these type of wins because they are in the fight for the division. And Cleveland is not running away with it by any stretch. You know, Chicago is still at bay. Like, they have a chance to go ahead and gain this division lead back and and get into the playoffs as the division leader. And wouldn't that be something with how dead to the water they looked last, uh, last week? Yeah, some good news, bad news in the medical tent and health department. First of all, Byron Buxton, obviously the A topic. He's still dealing with that hit, probably at least another week, I would assume. They will be, though, in fact, shutting down Kenta Maeda for the season. Team was flirting with the idea of if they make the playoffs, maybe he can serve as some sort of role in the bullpen. And he seems to be on track with his rehab, but they've just decided not worth the risk, and you won't see him until 2023. However, Tyler Malley could be set to return this week, and on top of that, you got Bailey Ober, Josh Weiner, Dobnak, and Trevor Larnick all seem poised to join the team during their final stretch year as well. Is there one name specifically that jumps out to you there that could be a key factor in the Twins' run down the stretch? I think Tyler Malley for sure. You know, mm-hmm. you made that trade for him at the deadline because you felt like you needed to bolster the starting pitching. And they did that. And so I, I like when Tyler Malley is healthy, he is one of the most productive. Well, he was one of the most productive pitchers in the National League, and now he's in the American. But he is very, um, very seasoned, and and he can be a guy that can help, you know, stabilize that starting staff. When you think about, okay, we're going to throw Ryan out there, then we're going to throw Sonny out there, and then to have Malley as your number three guy, like that is a luxury for this team. And if the bats can get hot at the right time, like they seem to be doing right now, and then you throw in some high-level starting pitching as well, like that is exciting. And I, I think that's something that the Twins could kind of hang their hat on as they kind of get towards this playoff stretch. If they can get Mally back, man, that would be huge. Fulmer and Lopez have gotten back on track, and having that third player you traded for to make an impact could be the catalyst in helping the Twins steal this thing once and for all. Remember, Twins have nine more games until they play eight of their next 11 with Cleveland. Rest assured, their playoff hopes rest on coming out ahead during that stretch of just pivotal baseball. Twins play game two with the Sox tonight. First pitch, 6.40 p.m. Chris Archer's set to hit the mound. Coming up, we're getting into our Gimme One segment. But first, have you checked the latest Vikings odds? 
Vikings week one line versus the Packers sits at plus one and a half as we speak. It was plus two yesterday, constantly moving. Or maybe you're interested in some future bets like Lewis Seen for Rookie of the Year or the Vikings to win the NFC North at two to one. Well, you can check it all out and more with Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Stats, news, and info, you want it, they got it. BetOnline makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. Go to BetOnline.net today to learn more. That's BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. And remember, when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day on the Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson right here gives you a sports anchor's perspective on superior sports talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts and drop us a five-star review or find all our videos on Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button there and leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. All right. Time has come. One of my new favorite segments going on here called Give Me One. I'm going to throw out a Viking topic to Reggie. He's going to give me his first response that comes to mind. Let's jump right into it. Now, let's take a step back. We talk a lot of Vikings on this show, but let's take a step back and look at the NFL as a whole. Give me one rebuilding team, a team that struggled last year that you expect big things from this year. All right. So I was looking at some of these teams and I think the natural one, especially because they're hot with the um, with the hard knocks right now, is the Detroit yeah. Lions. But I kind of look at a few teams here. So I'm looking at the New York Giants. They got a new coach. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, you know, establish something new. Uh, one of the other hot teams is the, the Miami Dolphins as well, you know, with, you know, them – giving Tua some more weapons with Tyreek Hill oh, yeah. and, and kind of bolstering them. Um, you know who my money would have been on had it not been for the injury at quarterback? The New York mm. Jets. They had an outstanding oh, yeah. draft. They had Love an outstanding it. draft. They they had uh, some great signings and free agency as well. You know, they, they, they stole away our guy Tyler Conklin. You know, he was going to be a a good security blanket for uh, young Zach Wilson. But Zach gets hurt, tears his meniscus, and now we got Flacco for maybe the first two, three weeks of the season, which may not be a bad thing. He is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, But I I think all things considered, you know, I probably would have gone Jets if the quarterback position was a little bit more stable. But I guess for the sake of this one, if you're going to do a gimme one, I'll go Dolphins. And Jets may be my favorite draft of all 32 teams. But on top of the quarterback injury now they're dealing with, they lose their starting left tackle, Makai Becton, again. He was a top five Man, pick, and rough. they just need some protection and good offensive line work for not only the passing game and a young developmental quarterback, but the running game with Brees Hall. They just seem like they're constantly trying to figure out their offensive line, and that's just a recipe for disaster. My team, also, watch out for the, the Jags. Okay, that, that's what go. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> also, go. <laughs> we gotta give. We gotta give. Somebody's gotta give love to the Jacksonville Jags because this offseason yeah. has been solid, man. Great defensive yeah. additions. They draft Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. Who, if the Vikes would have drafted him at twelve. I would have been fine with it. Mm. They got him in the second round. So that was a great pick. And then obviously you pair him up with the number one overall pick, Javon Walker from Georgia. That's two dominant front seven players. And then 
most importantly, you bring in a quarterback guru and Doug Peterson and get Urban Meyer out of there. They got Trevor Lawrence, maybe the best prospect to come out of college since Andrew Luck. Yeah. Finally, Trevor Lawrence will learn and understand the nuances of the NFL from a real NFL head coach in Doug Peterson. And he's got the recipe for success. He's got a great offensive line and a good running game with Travis Etienne and, of course, James Robinson. So that's my team, my sleeper team. All right, next one up. Give me one. Give me a playoff bubble team that you think could make a serious run and get hot at the end. A playoff bubble team. You know, you got these teams in the, you know, like the Broncos and, you know, even the Vikes, the Cardinals, the Patriots, the Raiders, the Titans. Yeah. Which team out of all of them, pick one that you still think has a shot to get hot and go win a Super Bowl. Who's Super Bowl contender in your eyes? Super Bowl contender. You know, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to be much improved. Um, I like that. But, you know, I'm I'm staying in that division. All right. And follow me here, Mr. Mm -hmm. Spinman. So yes, sir. the New Orleans Saints, mm -hmm. they get Jameis Winston back. They, you know, they don't have Sean Payton anymore, but they draft Chris Olave. They sign Jarvis Juice Landry. They get Michael Thomas back. Like, come on. Like, Bro. They got some they got some guys, man. They got Marshawn Lattimore holding it down in the defensive backfield. They still got Cam on the line, and he's still, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer, I believe, uh, in this league. And I I don't know, man. It's something about them. They they signed Tyron Matthew. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like add a little know, swag like, back they, there. Yeah, man. They, they might be, you know, look, that division is gonna be tough. You know, the Bucks clear mm -hmm. clearly the class of that division but if the saints can get in on like a wild card especially with the nfc being a, a little bit more i think winnable open than yeah the AFC, for sure i like that mm -hmm. yeah especially you know looking at the afc west and they're just going to be beating on each other to try to get you know position for the playoffs and then you got you know the 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 afc north as well with those, all four of those teams vying for playoff spots is what, like, the AFC is going to be a gauntlet. So if you're in the NFC, you're like, hmm, okay. Like, look this at is the, the year. The, the, it's a little yeah, wide open. Like, this is the year. You look yeah. at the NFC East, and you're like, okay, the, the commanders may challenge the Cowboys for, you know, you don't, I don't think anybody thinks that the, the Giants are going to win the division. But, you know, the Eagles are much improved. You know, that that's another team that you may be able to look at for, you know, they well, that's did make my team. playoffs last year. But but that's my but team. Let, let me yeah. stop. Let me stop raining on your parade. But I will say the Saints, man, like in that division, in that side of the conference, like I do think that they can make some noise. If Jameis can keep down on the turnovers, he seems very motivated coming off that knee injury from last year. He's got a ton of weapons to throw to. I like the Saints. Here's why you should like the Saints. They quietly have a top five defense last year, and it's probably only going to get better. It's just a quietly under the radar, great solid defense. Jameis Winston threw 5,100 yards three years ago. So he's been hurt since that, but like if he can stay healthy, and now you had Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, Michael Ooh. Thomas, and by the way, my number one secret sauce NFL success on offense anyways is having a good offensive line. 
Bro, they have mm-hmm. five first-round picks on their offensive line. Cesar Ruiz from wow. Michigan, Ryan Ramchek from Wisconsin, Andres Pete from Stanford, and then they just drafted Trevor Penning in the first round as well with one of their two first-round picks with Chris Olave. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm going with the Eagles. I think they're uh, you know considered a bubble playoff team right now. I think they could get hot and win it all at the end. It's all about Jalen Hurts, though, but they had A.J. Brown, so he's only going to get better. They drafted my dude Jordan Davis, the big nose tackle, is going to make a huge difference on first and second down from Georgia. Mm-hmm. I really like what the offseason the Eagles had. So that's my pick. All right, last one. Give me your favorite Super Bowl contender that has the best shot to win it all. So there's about four or five or six realistic teams that are considered, hey, this is a Super Bowl window right now. Bucks, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Rams, probably throwing the Chargers, maybe. Broncos, perhaps. Oh, yeah, 49ers, right. perhaps. Ravens, perhaps. So that's about seven, eight teams. Who's your favorite of the bunch that, hey, you're in Vegas, I give you 20 bucks. Which team you putting 20 bucks on to win the Super Bowl? Who you got? Dang, you know what's interesting is you mentioned the, the Ravens in that uh, in that group mm-hmm. that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. You didn't even mention the team that went to the Super Bowl last Bengals. year. You didn't I even didn't mention, even say you, I skipped you right over the them. They're sitting either. at number six. I skipped right over them, man. Super Bowl curse. You I don't know. The Maybe Rams they'll regress either. back to the mean, but yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you didn't mention you know. the Rams either. It's, they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like and Look, what have you done for me I, lately, man? That's old news. I guess That's so. Old dudes, like, right? goodness yeah. gracious, man. Like, whoo, tough, tough crowd over here with the spin. Tough crowd, man. No, but I think, I think what's interesting is, like, I still consider the Kansas City Chiefs as one of the elite teams in the league, and they lose Tyreek Hill. But I think this offense may be even better next year because they might have a little bit more balance. And I they like have that. some Instead guys that they really Tyreek Hill yeah. every play or Travis Kels. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I like that. And and, and so I, I think Kelsey's gonna have a monster year. I think they're gonna find their their way with some guys like uh MVS and they got that you know, they drafted Sky Moore and they got Juju. Like I, I think I think this Kansas City team is gonna be impressive. You know, they lose a guy like Matthew. They signed uh, Reed. Uh, yep, in Justin his place. Reed. Great and, underrated yeah, safety. And so, Great. Yeah, yep. and so I think I think this team has a chance. You know, everybody's talking about the Bills and all that. You know, I do think it's going to be tough for the Chiefs in their own division. You know, looking at the Chargers, looking at the Raiders. You know, looking at the Broncos, goodness gracious, if they can get out of their own division, they may be Super Bowl contenders off that alone. But I, I do think that the Chiefs are right there. That being said, I think this is uh, Tom Brady's year. I think okay. this is Tom Brady's year. And, and if the if the Chiefs end up having like a Super Bowl rematch, you know, if mm-hmm. it's Chiefs Bucks, how fun would again that be? In the Super yeah. Bowl, yeah, that would be really fun. I think this is the year that, you know, Tom Brady says, look, he's 45. He's got a lot of bleep going on, you know? Mm-hmm. I think this could be the year that the Bucks win it all. He rides out into the sunset, and that's about it. 
I just wonder if he got to the Super Bowl and lost, if that would be enough for him. Or if he'd be like, nope, I got to be the guy that rides out in the sunset like Peyton Manning. I can't do it. I got to come back again and try to get back to the Super Bowl and win it. Uh, We're running short on time, I'll just tell you. I'm going with the Bills. I did make fun of a lot of people a few weeks ago saying people have already crowned the Bills to win the Super Bowl. But you just talked about Tom Brady. What do we love about Tom Brady? His one thing that's, you know, not a physical trait, his competitiveness, his will to win. Josh Allen has that swagger, man. He's a superstar and he's feisty and all he wants to do is go win a Super Bowl. He's got all the talent around him. They added Von Miller. Are you kidding me? They drafted a stud cornerback from Florida, Kair Elam. I think their defense is in the top five. Uh, It may be an easy pick. I may be going chalk, but I really do think if you give me 20 bucks, I'd have to put at least some of that pie on Josh Allen and the Bills. All right, that's a wrap today. Back here tomorrow, breaking down more Twins, Vikes, and plenty more. Remember to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports, which, by the way, you can now find streaming on your Roku device, so be sure to look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. Pretty cool. All right, we're a podcast too, free and available. All platforms, subscribe, drop us a five-star review, and take us everywhere on the go. That's the legend right there, still out grinding. At the Minnesota State Fair, go check him out. Reggie Wilson, follow him on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV and on Care 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Special thanks to our producer, Matt DeBritz. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Be blessed. Spread love today. <laughs>